Shut up, the podcast is starting. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Doubt me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Show it. Hello, everyone. And welcome. Oh, keep it going. Come on. We do it. Later. All right. Welcome to Celluloid Breakdown. I'm Joey Bonier. Right next to me is Sean Fall. Sean Fall. And across from him is Derek Laporte. Yep, that's me. And next to him is Mr. Tim Snow. Tis I. Hello, everyone. Today, this week, we are, we watched Germany Year Zero. Germania Auto Zero. Directed by Roberto Rossellini. Music by Renzo Rossellini. No, huh. no, don't get me started. How's that work? <laughs> He's actually his Did son. <laughs> Believe it or not, wow. that's his son. Oh, his I'm son shocked. is Renzo Rossellini. Wow, amazing. Weird. Hmm. Weird. Wow. Yeah, oh. isn't that some, cra- some crazy shit? Mm-hmm. It is. Interesting. I think we should dive in. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. First impressions. Uh-oh. Um, Not the best Rossellini film. Hmm. Well, I haven't seen that's any others, my first but I think impression. that's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I So I haven't seen, so this is from like kind of like a trilogy of films that he did. Hmm. Uh, I've seen the first one, Rome, Open City, but I haven't seen the second one, which is Paisa or Paisan or something Paisa, like that. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen the second one. So, um, but uh, Rome, Open City w- is like really good. Uh, this one is, there's some stuff in it that when we dissect it, I think is kind of good. Uh, but overall didn't really care much for it overall. John Fah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, this one is, um, yeah. <laughs> Speechless. Uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some good stuff in it. Um, it's a, there is, there Question. is okay. There is like, sorry, there sorry, is a little sorry. bit of stuff right. that's. I mean, there, and there might be more. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's matter it's of opinion anyway. Certainly not the most enjoyable. It's not the most um, um, uncringeworthy movie. Um, it's uh, it's very. Um, I mean, it's not even like gut wrenching in that like it's gory or anything. It just like implies a lot, and it, it like it implies a lot to the to the extent that like you start thinking things are actually worse than they are and you're implying a lot more in your head than is actually going on. And it kind of like reveals itself that like that stuff hasn't happened yet. Still expect it to happen. I don't know. I don't know where I stand. That's a good point though. If, mm. You know, if the, the movie giving you more in the imagination area, I like that aspect of movies. So if that's true mm-hmm. for you, yeah. good. Um, Tim, let's go to you before I start bashing. Well, <laughs> I, uh, <sighs> I wonder what I wonder what it would have been like to have been German yeah. in the forty in the late forties and see this movie. You know, I don't think it was very well received. I don't know if no. it was even allowed to be played. I don't yeah, think so. Not. Yeah, Probably not until not. the seventies. I think they screened it like once and then didn't screen it again in Germany until like the seventies or something like that. It certainly doesn't paint yeah. post-war Germany it, in the best light. Yeah, it seems kind of like like. Uh, uh, I want to say torture porn, mm. but like, mm. like for like desperation porn. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Downtrodden. Yeah. Cause I mean, like we open on the movie, you know, the, the kid runs up to a, to a horse being cut up in the streets yeah. and he asks for a piece of the horse and they, they're like, get the fuck out of here, kid. Uh, it, it, it just, yeah, it, uh, 
<laughs> I think uh, your last word sums it up very well for me. Um, yeah. It's a very yeesh movie. Yeesh. Yeah. that were especially yeesh. Yeah. yeah. There's niche movies and then there's yeesh movies. Yeah. Yeah. There was just, yeah, it was a, you know. Yeah. You ever see Happiness? I no, think, no, I didn't. <laughs> yes, it actually, I was thinking that in a few moments yeah. in this as well. Uh, yeah, in the in the feeling that I had from yeah. some of the um, creepy creeps. moments yeah. from the creeps in it. Yeah. So just quickly, my first impressions. <laughs> um, I'm not going to bash completely because I think that's just lazy. So I will say that I do think it's a good look at what Germany was like after the war and how to. You know, especially for whatever audience this was for, probably viewed Germany as the evil, you know, the big bad. And to look at the big bad and to try to sympathize with it is a good thing in general. Um, In in general, no, and I don't mean all the time, you know, but... um, Well, I would would say especially in a post-war era when they're like trying to make amends or at least trying to... Directly afterwards, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's... Germany's in the middle of everything, so you kind Plus, of have to incorporate it. <laughs> and I think a lot of it did focus on, obviously, the main character, who was 13, I believe. So really? 12, 13? Oh, 12. I mean, he just looks a lot younger to me. Well, yeah, he, looked, he looked younger than 12 to yeah. me. I think he was 12, 13. But um, anyways, the point is that he was blameless, at least in the war sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. his older brother did fight in the war, so we could talk later about that. But, mm-hmm. but he is the main character, so he is the... Next generation of Germans growing yeah, up. They after even the war. point out that he was too young for the Hitler Youth. Mm. Well, mm. he was. Or that he got. They, he got kind of saved. Out of it, yeah. 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 yeah, but yeah, basically, he was kind of. Yeah, it's an interesting metaphor, if you will, too. Um, how some of them were kind of saved from the uh, the horrors of the war, if you will. Um, so I don't know. I think it's good. It's a good symbolism. Good metaphor. It's interesting to look at. Um, it's bleak as fucking hell, um, and it's difficult to watch. But you know what? Sometimes that's a good thing. Um, well, I think that was kind of the point of like neorealist cinema is, sure. is, you know, a look at, at how rough life was. And I think, you know, the the music really didn't do this movie a lot of favors. You got to keep bringing it up. I was about yeah. to get to it. I didn't want to get to it. <laughs> Don't right. put a quarter in it. Well, like, I mean, it could, it, like, I feel like the movie could have been better with yeah. a different score. And oh, I also, you think? I thought do my, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Joey is so offended by the music Goodness score. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a visible reaction no, while I, I, I wonder if, because we had a this couple score. of different cuts of this. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wonder if this is the score that's in, bo- in all of them. Like, um, I don't remember the music so being this do you remember? Do you guys remember exactly how many minutes it was? Because 78. So it's 78. So there's, oh, 78? there's apparently two versions of it from what I could tell. There's one that's 71 minutes, and then the other one I think is 78 minutes. Mm-hmm. It says 78 uh, in Wikipedia, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I'm not sure the difference if, between the two. I it may doubt be the one music of those. would change between the two unless there were. Like, I don't yeah. even think these movies Doubtful. would have like also, release rights or you know music copyright I, issues I, at this I point. I also want to correct myself. Renzo Rossellini was born in uh, 1953, so I think it might have been a different Renzo Rossellini. Oh uh, yeah, may may not be this. Son. I don't know. Yeah, his dad or his brother or something could have been. Yeah, he named yeah. this kid after. Him. I'd like to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, he's the son of him of Roberto. Music by Renzo Rossellini. Yeah, that's him. No, 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 no. Uh, he's a producer. 
No, 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 no. So Renzo Rossellini, there's another one, a composer born uh, 1908 oh, wow. uh, to there 82. That's the brother guy. of director Roberto Rossellini. So still uh, nepotism. Uh, wow. <laughs> still, still nepotism. That makes sense. It's a that Rossellini sense. doing a Rossellini movie. That makes yeah, sense. How, can he, how could his kid be old enough to write a fucking score? Yeah. Right. Way to go. Yeah, it would explain some of the bad choices, the probably. He's a fucking glint in his father's eye at that point. It was right. 1948. Exactly. True. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, with Rome Open City, there's a, there's a few things that are kind of like, overall, the music is very well, dramatic and in both, both of them. them. What would you but, say the difference in in your reaction was to Rome Open City versus? So, so, so that takes place in like Italy. Uh-huh. Um, hence and the it's, Rome. Yeah, hence the Rome, huh. uh, which is a, a open city. No, I wouldn't uh, have made that connection. So it's under. It's mm. under. It's during. Um, That's what I'm here for. It's it's Thank around the time of occupation, so they have like uh, curfews and they have all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and it deals with kind of uh, <clears throat> the workings of the resistance against the Germans who are actually occupying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of you still have, you know, you you have good guys in it really kind of to root for. Uh, I don't think you really have that in this one, which is kind of one of the things you have like people that you care about, but you don't have anybody who's yeah actively. There's no one that's completely redeemable. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah it's a no. kind of a long um, look at the death of innocence. And then, yeah. and then the ending, I guess the that's ending of point. the other one is not so much of like just a <laughs> downer. It, it's a, it's kind of a little more bittersweet, I would say. Um, yeah. It's not quite it's as still, much of a literal a, downer. Yeah, yeah, little. <laughs> by the way, I'm doing the hand of like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. The, we're the we're making a dropping. quick claw downward hand motion drop. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's Shakespearean in many ways, and that at the end, when you know, when the guy and the character kills himself, whoever it is spoiler in Shakespeare. Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> We haven't told them what the story is yet. No, we'll tell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll tell them. <laughs> Whatever. My point so is they don't know who kills themselves. It's, it's, yeah. it's always a relief. Uh, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about the fucking story, <laughs> dick? <laughs> it's a segment. Um, not really. Uh, yeah, so we start out with this kid who's like trying to weasel his way into some work, but he kind of sucks at it, and they call him out, and they realize that he doesn't have a work permit, so they kick him off the job. Too young. Yeah, he's just kind of wandering around the city, and then we follow him back to his house, where his father is uh, an invalid on the uh, the bed there, and his apparently his mom is dead, and he lives with his brother and sister in this like I don't know, kind of like it, it's like an apartment building or something, but like there's well, like weird shared spaces or well, something. It's one apartment, and the germ like the the understanding is that the German housing authority has like grouped a lot of people together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, much sure. in the way yeah. that like you know Pillow Talk has party lines, kind of. Uh, sure. Okay. Well, somebody out there who's listening, send us in your email to let you let us know that someone else has seen Pillow Talk, please. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the the housing authority grouped people together, and so the uh, the apartment owner, Herr uh, Rademacher. What? That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, Herr Rademacher. <laughs> do, do you need a Kleenex or a napkin? Yeah, I've been sick. <laughs> I've been ill recently, Wait, which is actually why I've been sniffling. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 Herr Rademacher is uh, the 
guy who actually owns the apartment and everybody mm. else has just been forced to live with him there. Gotcha. Including uh, Edmund and his family. And Edmund is the the little boy. Yeah, because half the uh, buildings around town have been uh, blown up and rubbleized. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as we uh, as we follow the adventures of this little boy, he uh, gets sent out to sell random things. And uh, in his uh, travels, he runs a comes upon a former teacher of his who uh Henning. yeah who has a a quite a fondness for him we shall say um and uh brings him back to his uh pedo hotel yeah and uh you know all the pedos are you know kind of uh in awe of this uh, little blonde boy as he uh takes him up to his room yeah a lot and, of inappropriate uh, touching yeah staring mm. and very close touching that was a and, like, cringy yeah, Crin- I think all of us had a lot yeah, of yes, trouble sitting a through lot that scene. Of issues yes. there, yeah. That was um, the way he's touching his face yeah. and when everything. He, when, like, he, when he sits him down on his lap and he's yeah. like li- like nuzzling his neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And the Louise. kid's just like oblivious to everything. Yeah, just right. like, too young to realize. Yeah, doesn't doesn't really understand what's going yeah. on. Yeah, but I mean, like later you see him like kind of interact with his dad and like have no problem kissing him and like you know just like physical interaction there. So, you know, an adult figure, it just seems like, you know, for, from the eyes of a kid, that's a very easy sort of association to make. I guess so. Yeah. I wonder what they were trying to, I wonder what Russellini was trying to say with that scene. I still think it's just innocence. I think you're right. Death of innocence. Like he establishes like how much the kid doesn't, you know, know, isn't a bad person. Parking back to just like desperation porn. Basically. Yeah. Mm. Like just, you know, this is how horrible the world is. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Revel in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after he uh, escapes the uh, the pedo hotel with uh, with nary a scratch on him uh, somehow, um, we end up. Uh, it comes out with a Hitler record, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. that whole. Herr Henning. Uh, so, like the, the the understanding in the film is that Herr Henning is still a Nazi at heart, mm. uh, and and sends him to go. Herr sell Henning this. is the pedo. Yeah. Herr Henning, yes. Yeah, the pedo teacher. Herr Henning. I call him pedo fedora. Hmm. Pedo fedora? Is it a fedora? It looks like it's, it. really. It's it's a bit floppy for yeah. a fedora. A maybe that's a, maybe that's a metaphor. Nah, he is a floppy fedora. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's fedora. Maybe. maybe could be. Could be layers, guys. Yeah. Layers. I really don't want to go any deeper on this joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, not at anyways, all. Uh, on his way uh, out of the pedo hotel to uh, sell some crap, he gets hooked up with some slightly older children that kind of show him the ways of the streets and yeah. selling things and shenaniganery and ripping yeah. people off but the, by selling fake soap and the uh, artful dodger. Exactly. Yeah. And uh the uh the girl seems to take a liking to him, so he spends the night with her. And uh well he what he comes back late, no one really cares. Well, everyone's kind of pissed off, but it's yeah, not everybody's a big deal. really upset. And yeah. Kind of blows over quick though. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's not really it, but, I, yeah. Sorry? I I think uh like a lot of the uh, performance stuff in this film just felt like like using non-actors, he just wasn't able to get mm. the drama, you know? So, like, drama was basically, you know, Edmund, why weren't you home? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, yeah. Well, that's yeah. out on the internet forever. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It was kind of <laughs> like that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't actually in English, but... Yeah. But it well, was, I don't yeah, speak German. So, yeah, and... Well, no, but I mean, but I mean, that's, that's a, a fair, like, uh, that you're dubbing it. Essentially, you just dubbed it for us. There we go. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Thanks. Maybe um, you just do the whole movie. 
Carl Heinz. <laughs> oh my God, guys. That's we forgot bitch. about Carl Heinz. We forgot yeah, about Carl Heinz. Heinz. He's in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For the those flock of, you, of seagulls himself. <laughs> the, the man with the greasy, luscious hair yeah. is mm-hmm. uh, Carl Heinz. He's the, the uh, layabout brother extraordinary. that is uh, refusing to let the uh, people know that he was. Uh, German uh, a soldier. German soldier, yeah. Because he fought to the bitter end. He did. Yes. Uh, Embarrassed. So, and then the father is pissed off because he won't register so he doesn't get a food ration. And there's that mm-hmm. whole tension of that. Mm-hmm. So then we have uh, Edmund basically uh, going out into the into the world. Uh, he uh, meets his girl and he returns home. Oh, uh, out in the world, he's convinced that he should kill his father. Side note. By yeah, by by I think there's a lot of people kind of involved in that. I think uh, think there's just a constant theme of suicide and death and being so tired. Yeah, from when we see people like gathering around a dead horse, like hoping to get a a carving of it, like, and we're talking about like how expensive everything is and Mm -hmm. like how destitute everything is. Two hundred marks for a pound of butter, exactly. Yeah, which I don't know. I don't know what the mark was worth, but well. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Inflation. Uh, yeah, ten marks was uh, his cut of uh, the the soap gag, and uh, fifty marks was. No, he he gave up his ten marks to try and buy the soap, and he got swindled by oh, Joe. Ten, ten, ten marks swindled. was his part of. The yeah, so ten potatoes? marks was his take from the. Uh, oh, selling oh, the from thing. selling the Hitler yeah, record because yeah. he sells that Hitler record for uh, her Henning, and then he brings him back. Who does he sell it to? He sells it to an Allied soldier. Two mm-hmm. Allied soldiers. I thought yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the symbolism of it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was, I think it was kind of a commentary on like the the taking home of exactly, like, yeah, of a lot of Nazi memorabilia, a lot of Allied soldiers, you know, kind yeah, of. It's interesting that we're making mo- the Allied soldiers making money off of Hitler's memory. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that it was making money. I think no, like I mean, it maybe whatever you want to call. It. I think maybe he's. I think Rossellini was trying to make a comment. That sequence was strange too, where, where it's being played and then they cut to like the outside and you're like, uh, you're like believing that it's it was being echoed throughout. There was other people like hearing the voice yeah, that again. father with and, his daughter who stopped yeah, and like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was a big deal when Hitler's voice echoes throughout Germany. Yeah. I'm sorry, in Berlin. I mean, in, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Powerful, and yeah. then they made it a bunch of big ass wide ass shots that shows the landscape. I, I think you know, like the, yeah. a lot of a lot of the film was was trying to be. It, it felt didactic. Yes, it did. Yeah, because it, it was. Well, <laughs> it was neo really didactic. Hey. hey, hey! So was that phonograph battery operated? What was going yeah. on there? There must have been a crank. There was no grinder. There was no crank. back to the camera. So he's cranking. It was a pre-crank, maybe. Yeah, pre-crank. He bought the record and the record player. No, well, her heading let him borrow the record player, but he didn't come back with it. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah, no, he did. He brought came it back. back with it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. brought it back. Yeah. He oh, brought okay. it back to Henning, and okay. and then he like. So he just used it to sell the record. Yeah, player. just to sell the record. Right, okay. Well, either just way, the kid uh, goes home, kills his dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, poisons his dad you know, during a during a very very long speech. Oh my! You know the cool thing about that speech is speech. like the, we. It's a very long speech, but it's like showing everyone else. Like it, there's a lot of like you know just people kind of enduring their father talking. What was the substance of that speech? I forget. Um, 
that they fucked up. Because he was, they, he was they let, talking uh, about World War One. He basically said he should die. Honestly, he's he was, saying, well, yeah, it, well, it, that, it was but, a lot of I'm a burden to my family. Yeah, you should let me die, or I should die, or I should just pass well, on. No, during but, the during the whole monologue while he was getting the poison and putting mm-hmm. it in the tea, he was talking. It, it he's was like, specifically he was, he was talking about the World glory. He's talking about the glory of Germany and how basically this they deserve this. As he kept saying, they deserve. Well, he was saying they should have realized. Like it was a whole thing about like how they. They should have stopped it beforehand. Oh, uh, yeah, rumination exactly, on, yeah. on uh, like, their guilt. Exactly. Yeah. Monday morning yeah. quarterbacking. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, yeah, after he kills his dad, he goes back out in the world and he uh, tries to uh, play uh, soccer. Uh, well, he just tried. Well, well before football. that, he even, like, he, he gets rejected by all the people that he thought were friends. Correct. Yeah. So, like, he goes to the, the, um, the teacher and the teacher, like, calls him a madman and, like, you know, uh, kind of slaps him and shit and, like, you know, he's, he's rejected by the teacher and mm-hmm. then he like goes to find the girl that he spent the night with and like she's with her harem of dudes and uh, they chase him off and then he like tries to play with some kids and they don't want to play and then he's just kind of like at the end watching his dad get taken off into a casket and jumps. Jumps yep. from a tower. Yep. Jumps from a tower. Andy. And I think, I think basically my take on what this movie is is showing that the kid is always kind of looking for direction in this time, right? Yeah. He's looking for somebody who tells him what to do. He's always trying to do the right thing, and then he always gets scolded for yeah. it. He gets scolded from the dad for like uh, for like going out and trying to sell all this stuff and trying to basically he's the only one really kind of working. Mm-hmm. It yeah. seems like, and uh, he goes out awesome. and he does that, and he gets scolded. Uh, for that, he gets scolded. He the, that, the other guy tells him. The other guy basically kind of implies that you know your dad should just die. Mm-hmm. And in saying that, the kid takes it, of course, literally. Yeah. And 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 he hears the dad say the same thing that he wants to die. So he's got yeah. this reaff- reaffirmation from both of them about that. Yeah. The Plus, n- there's other people no saying that. Around. Yeah. Nobody Everyone wants in the him apartment's around. bemoaning his yep. existence. So he thinks yeah. he's doing what's yeah. right, yeah. and then and then and it ends with him tells him, that- him realizing that that again, yet again, he he feels like I guess he's done the wrong thing, uh, and that's basically the, the way it is. So it's kind of you know it's kind of like this innocent kid. Who it lives during this time in which things are in such turmoil and the world's upside down, and he's looking for guidance, and people will give him some guidance, and then it'll be the wrong thing, and he'll get scolded for it, and that's the cycle. You yeah. Know? And I, I think Rossellini also kind of made this like as a sort of a strange, like his his son yeah. had died recently yeah. before mm. this, right. and he cast the boy as Edmund uh, specifically wanted to find a kid that reminded him of his son. I think he so saw like, him on the street. Yeah. And I was, oh, yeah, wow. I saw him on the street. So he got clapped in tears in heaven sort of thing. And it's, yeah, yeah, except for his kid was a little less clumsy and a little more sickly. Dude. Yeah. Wow. I'm um, sorry. It's, Wait, it's a strange. It? No, I thought Clapton's kid was the one that fell out of the window. Yeah, that was a, it's a, it's, uh, there's nothing about that. That's going to make me not look like a <laughs> giant piece of shit. Wow. All right. It's a, you stewing this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Clumsy kid. Oh, why'd you double down? Look, it's really getting for a penny and for a bun. Oh, right. Um, yeah. whatever, it, was, it was, it's a People strange, time, it's Joey. a strange, like, yeah. I think it's a it, it's fair to say that it's a strange uh brew. 
That's a good Clapton joke. Wow. That is a good Clapton joke. Shit. Yeah. I can't believe you made that joke. Yeah, that's a real good joke. Um, I'm sorry. Continue, but that's a good joke. Yeah, no, I I think it's it's an odd, like, thing. Like, I, based upon the things that I said, I could see that as being the message, right? For, like, the kid. Like, he sees his kid as, like, this innocent kid. But the rest of the stuff that he's putting the kid through seems not at all related to his own son, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it seems like like you can't really... I, I get that he said that and everything, but it sure seems like a strange ode to your son to make, you know? Because it's so dark and like just massively... I mean, oh, Jesus. Well, it's like literally just hitting me now as you're saying that, but like the putting these ideas together, the idea of like him picking someone that reminds him of his son and then putting him in these situations with like the teacher in the pedophile hotel and right. like all just like watching that happen. Like while there's a, Oh my God, I'm just like even more creeped out right now. Right. It has a really yeah. strange sensibility. Well, I think, okay. So first of all, Italy took just as much as Germany, not maybe as much, but they were destroyed. You know, sure, they sure. were invaded. They, they yeah. were destroyed. So I think they take it personally, the destruction of Europe. And he felt something, that, he felt a kinship to, obviously with the people of Berlin and people of Germany, obviously, who just had to live in the ruins and rebuild. And I, I think it's, it, it's interesting to see all the symbolism, honestly. I keep viewing it as very generational, as the younger generation, Edmund, is, has to kill the older generation. It's very much, you know, kill the father to survive. Mm-hmm. It's a common theme. I mean, even it's very Shakespearean, like I said. But uh, and then he ends up destroying himself with the guilt. I mean, is that possibly saying that you know the younger generation is blaming themselves too much for World War II or whatever the problems? Yeah, the sins the of their fathers. The sins of their fathers. I mean, that theme is repeated with the speech with him talking about his, you know, his time in World War One and right. you know leading mm. into World War Two and like what they could have done to stop it. It's all just, you know, sins of the father repeated. I think we said it before, but there's a great, and I agree with this theory that, that World War I and World War II really were very similar. And in fact, probably the same war with just a small interwar era, era mm. of peace. And that is very similar to what he was kind of saying. And that world, just World War I was just another continuation of what really started with this basically over German nationalism and sensationalism over German nationalism, which led to all the other horrible things. But I think it's... Um, I don't know. It's interesting how, how obviously thought Germany looking back and how they obviously banned it for 30 years, you know, before. So they really couldn't be so introspective, I guess, in some senses. And in yeah. some senses, you know, they still can't have a swastika, you know, flying in Germany. It's, you know, we can have swastikas flying here. We can't do it there. You know, they can't do it there. It's, it's like outlawed. So mm-hmm. there's not complete freedom of speech there. Um, denazification is what they actually called it, you know, mm. to literally get rid of it and all symbolism of it. Um, and it's interesting now, now it's like, not quite as taboo. Uh, I don't know, there was a recent movie. I don't know if you guys heard about it with uh, actually um, where Hitler came back, like as if Hitler's still alive. Yeah, I remember and, he, that. and he's like, a, it's like a comedy, and he's walking around Germany, and he becomes like a, a celebrity just because he's uh, got charisma. When was this movie made? A couple, a couple years, years ago. ago yeah. yeah, I didn't see it, but I remember it. Uh, you it's know, really actually it's fascinating. Up. So they like actually made Springtime for Hitler, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, Eesh. it's weird. What happened to us? Us, uh, like just the, the the larger humanity. Us, yeah. I mean, it's it's. We've always been every, killing ourselves. Well, I, I mean, so. every corner needs to be unturned. You know, it's yeah. there's 
there's always going to be someone pushing boundaries. As soon as you put up a limitation, someone wants to go through them. I guess so. The human spirit. Um, do you guys think that the... Um, Karl Heinz is an interesting character, honestly, if you look at him through the eyes of just the German, German soldier. Karl Heinz. Karl Heinz. Obviously, he's, he's, he feels bad. Nein, he's ashamed. Heinz. Okay, I'll let you guys do it. <laughs> We no, did this for about 10 minutes yeah. before we started yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. 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 Go ahead. Get it all out. <laughs> I think it's out. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's okay. not as fun if you let us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're supposed to be bothered Sorry. by it. Yeah. How dare you guys? We got to bust through those boundaries. Okay. Carl Heinz. Carl Heinz. <laughs> I don't know how to be serious Carl now. Uh, symbolizing the soldiers of Germany, you know, the, Wehr the Wehrmacht or whoever, you know, the idea that uh, maybe they were just following orders and so mm -hmm. doing the duty of a soldier, not necessarily doing the duty of a murderer. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys what think are, about you know, that? They also how, like guilt, they, how much they, guilt should he be, should he have? Well, they, they made a special point to, that he fought to the bitter end. Mm -hmm. You right, know, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, what can we surmise from that about Karl Heinz's character? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? They also made a, a special point about what unit he fought in. What you, I forget what I really they didn't know. Yeah. Oh, I do remember one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Knew what yeah. unit I think I do. To the bitter end. Okay. Right, so yeah. they said he was in Tobruk and then he went to, uh, the to East Russia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that's to a Russia. big fucking deal. Cause that means he fought with Rommel earlier in the war in North Africa and Tobruk. That's mm. like, uh, Libya. And, um, and then went to all the way to Russia when they lost. So he's been fighting a long ass time. Like, oh. and he fought in a horrible war where they lost and then went to Russia and horrible war where they absolutely lost. So, so he's a bad luck turn. Basically, yeah. he got dealt a shitty ass hand. Like mm. he could have been, you know, in the Atlantic wall sitting on his ass, but he was Oh, but that, that also means that he's been in it since the beginning. Like, right, that's he what was I mean. A, he he was an early convert. Right, and, like, and he was in it for like four years. It, it definitely implies that it's not like it was, uh, he was rounded up and forced yeah. to be in the military. Right, it's right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a choice. True. Uh, and yeah, and he felt guilty about it. I, I mean, and I think to- I don't think, I don't oh, think ahead. he ever really expressed guilt no. more than, more than just self- it was fear. Self-preservation. Self yeah. yeah. Don't you think more, it was self-pity, if you will? I don't or? think so at all. I didn't get that at all. No. I didn't, no. Not from Carl Heinz. Really? Carl Heinz, no. You don't yeah. think eventually he Carl kind Heinz. of came around? I thought towards the Not middle. Not Carl Heinz. Not Carl Heinz. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, no, man. but anyway, it was, was self-preservation. For Carl Heinz. No, for Carl Heinz. No, self-preservation. <laughs> I know, I Nine. think he was trying to save face. Yeah. Nine. No, he was, he was worried about what they'd do to him. Yeah. Was he, he registered? No, well, he yeah. wasn't registered. If he what registered, would, what would yeah. they do to him? Then he'd go to a PO 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 camp. Yeah. Pedo camp. Oh. Pedo camp. No, that's where that's where his brother goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's where yeah, he Yeah, but he would get the ration. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Carl Heinz. And then it takes. Carl Heinz? He did the right thing. Kinda. It takes until his father's uh, death speech, yeah, winning death speech, yeah. uh, to. You know, uh, about like the guilt that he feels to like kind of stir that up and call Heinz enough to where when the police come to search their building, he gives himself up immediately instead of trying to hide. Well, I think that speech was more like the straw that broke the camel's back because like the whole time the father's just like ragging on him for like. He's literally laying in bed next to his room. father all day, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, he's got to be dealing with lots of, be, you yeah. know, because yeah. he can't yeah. work, he can't go so outside, that's what a movie really was. 
Yeah. Two guys you know, in bed. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, apparently, so Edmund Caller, Caller is like his last name, hmm. according to this. And the that surname actually means charcoal burner, and it was uh, like a distinguished surname. Oh, wow. So he comes from a good lineage, so to speak, I mean, according that did- to that, that, you know, according to the choice of that specific surname. That certainly makes sense, especially if you take into account the scene where he's dejected and trying to play with the other children. Yeah. Like he is, you know, still a fancy lad. Mm-hmm. Like even though they're poor and broke, he's got like nice clothes and his nice little short pants and his coat and whatnot. And the kids he's trying to play with in the street are definitely not in that situation. Right. Yeah, they're they're emaciated right. and, yeah. and almost naked. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think Alexander Platts is like, um, that's that's uh, a pretty Oliver Platt's brother. Uh, I'm not, not familiar. Alexander Platts is a, a section of Berlin where uh, yes. Edmund and his family supposedly live. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, and uh, and that's actually that's where the you know the big satellite, uh, the not the satellite but oh, the, yeah, the, the antenna the thing, the big antenna tower oh, thing the is Berlin. the radio Berlin thing gotcha. is there. So it's like a the nice r- real big area. Yeah, it's a nice real big area and kind of very. If I recall, very centralish. Have to be honest. Uh, when I was in Berlin, I did a lot of bicycling. So <laughs> I Look don't at know. You, fucking world I don't know. Over here. Yeah, I don't know exactly where I was it is a lot of the a time. Big transport hub says, but here. It, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, named after Czar Alexander. Yeah, That's interesting. it's a it's a cool like it's in uh it's in that Born uh one of the Born movies um mm-hmm. when he's because it's got like uh, trains go through the center of it kind of the Fourth of July. No, no, no it's Jason the, Bourne. Yeah, I'm being yeah. Was it was yeah. it the good one? Was it the good Bourne movie? It was I think the first one if I'm not mistaken. Is that know. the good one for you? No. No. Which one which one did you like? I'll save that. So there might okay. be a little symbolism there. Uh named after Tsar Alexander. It's kind of interesting. Obviously mm-hmm. the Russians were the ones who literally invaded Berlin and caused all this destruction. Tsar mm-hmm. named after Tsar Alexander because the Tsar literally used his army and came into Europe and saved Prussia and Germany from Napoleon. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. why they named the center after him. Mm-hmm. The Russians, the Russians so came to take it back. Kind of interesting there. I didn't get that symbolism until now, mm-hmm. so I think it might be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Chose that square for a reason. I suppose the first yeah. Born movie would be good. Probably the better one. Mm-hmm. Is that Born in East LA? All, all yeah. of them are pretty good. They're all pretty good. Sorry for interjecting a fact about there, guys, about Jesus about Christ. born movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the performance size? Um, I thought the kid was good. Like, kid is not bad. The kid was considered a non actor, found on the street, yeah. non actor. Yeah, kid is not bad. Yeah, the kid, the kid was not bad. Um, I think that so there's a great thing about casting like. Germans, I think, mm. just in general, in a, like a movie like this, and like especially like Carl Heinz, especially mm. that dude, he moved to those marks very robotically, oh, yeah, but yeah. it felt also natural for that character. For a German, <laughs> for that <laughs> character, because <laughs> like I and from time to time I would notice that too. I would be like, they're looking down a lot. I'm like, they're looking mm. at their marks that they're moving to. Um, I didn't pick up on that. You didn't yeah, pick up yeah. on that, yeah. Uh, Eyes diverted down, you yeah, know, yeah. moving, talking. I, I just took um, it as German depression, mostly. I think. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. They uh, and I, you know, I thought that he got some good guys for the looks. I, it's it's interesting because there's kind of a character like the dad in Rome, Open City. There's like an mm. old guy bedridden uh-huh. in that in that too. Um, 
I thought that that guy does a better uh, performance in that one than th- this guy did. This guy's performance, especially the coughing scene, was like terrible. <laughs> you remember that? The oh, fake cough. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Easy, guys. I think we just did better. Right into the mics. Oh, well, sorry. but it's we said coughing, so people were expecting it. I'm sure. He actually did his a little away from the mic. I'm the one that has. I know. Yeah, that was, that I was him. Yeah. Well, oh, he yeah. wasn't going to name names, but since you yeah, you uh, wanted yourself. Yeah, you want to break it down? It's yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Mr. Tim Snow with so, the bad yeah. So it's Tim with yeah. all the hot opinions over here today. Yeah. And it was and also my pick for the movies. So, yeah. <laughs> Will he be back next week? <laughs> Permanent guest? Sliding down in the polls. So... So, uh, other than that, I mean, I, n- nobody really stood out yeah. in my opinion, uh, yeah. as far as the actors go. Yeah. I remember, uh, earlier on in the film, cause I, I, I saw this film years ago, uh, and I didn't quite remember so much about it. The reason <laughs> that I picked this film was, uh, I really, really enjoyed Sancho, a, a film that we watched, uh, a few episodes Sancho ago. Sancho the Bailiff. Sancho yeah. The Bailiff, yeah. yeah. Um, available from Fawcast Studios. Uh, <laughs> it's Fawcast.com. Fawcast.com. Fawcast. Uh, either way, so I, I really enjoyed that night. I, I enjoyed that it was uh, a Japanese rumination on the post-war world. Mm. And I remembered that this was, you know, I remembered this film strictly as just like being kind of a, a post-war rumination. And I thought that it'd be interesting to watch in in comparison and wow (laughs) i mean that oh boy interesting is a good word yeah it was it was pretty early on in the first reel where it's like fuck i was a little embarrassed (laughs) this yeah you should be yeah yeah Yeah, I'm pulling at my collar it's, um, here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's more it's more on the nose. It's it, very much more on the very nose than just show. Yeah, yeah. Sensationalized. Yeah. yeah, you know, and for for what neorealism supposedly goes for, you know, mm-hmm. I just I didn't see it. It's fascinating to me too because when I normally think of neorealism, I don't think of the exact style this was really kind of shot in. It was shot a lot of times in kind of that style, but specifically scenes where they're talking and they're blocking and they're crossing and stuff. Uh, it's it's in like oners and it moves around and it's like people are going here and people are going there and, and it's the like camera's moving. The camera with them is, all it the seems time. like yeah. the camera's already set up for what's going for to, to happen yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. them to move into frame yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. But honestly for dealing with non-actors, I thought yeah. the blocking worked pretty fucking well. That's yeah, true. It did. That's true. I've seen non-actors try and pull that shit off and yeah. it, it don't yeah. work that smooth. Yeah. Well, that's why they were looking down. <laughs> they, were the those marks. Yeah, those, those were, they were hitting I'm those marks. They were in focus. <laughs> yeah. Um, while we're, so I wanted to do a little, so, uh, the guy who played, uh, El, El, El Pedophilo. Mm. Oh, Henning. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Her, had king any, pedophile or yeah, the, the teacher the, pedophile? Really the teacher, the teacher, not the king. Not the king. Not the king of the pedophiles. King doctor pedophile. King of hotel people. Eric, yeah, Eric Gooney. Eric Gooney. Mm. Eric Gooney. Really? Gooney? Gooney? Something Gun? like that. I'm probably mispronouncing right. it, it real bad. G-O-E-N-E? It's G-U-H-N-E. I think it's a U with some dots. It's like Goon. 
Gun. 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 Okay. Any German uh, listeners yeah. out yeah. there, feel free to butcher us with so your bad. corrections. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of them. So he was also in the the... Uh, another film. So he he had a few other films he was in. He was in the Merry Wives of uh, Win- Windsor. Uh, Merry with, Wives of Windsor. Yeah, with uh, was that a Russell Lee film? No, 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 no. He was just as an actor. He was in some other films after that. Yeah, interesting. Which Actors then, are allowed to work. Also, for other directors. they gave him. Wow. <laughs> so that was a that was a hireable performance there. Yes, yes. That My was God. that was sufficient. Uh, which, Good enough for Russell Lee. Yeah. Which uh, which then ties him into uh, another actor who was also in some Pippi Longstocking uh, TV series. So it all oh, comes TV, back. Not even the movie, the TV series. The TV series. It all comes back to little kids. Oh, Jesus. By the way, you oh, wow. keep calling him something. I don't think that's his name. Herhenning? What? Yeah, it just says Il Maestro in no, the it's, Maestro. No, Herhenning. it says Herhenning. Really? Where yeah. are you looking? Yes. Herhenning. Where are you looking? Eric Gunya? That's who the dude you're looking Gun. at? Uh, by chance, Goon. Edmund Goon. <laughs> his former school teacher. Chuck three beers without taking a breath. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. IMDb. Ah, uh, it is. I don't know if it's on IMDb, but it's Hi, on like the. It's yeah. on the Wikipedia. Also, article. the kid okay. screams it in the street like fifty times. In yeah, the film. he does say Henning. Henning. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Nine. Um, yeah, yeah. When he's trying to get his attention. Oh, when he fucking <laughs> cock blocks him with the other kiddies. Uh, fucking. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm so he even gets rejected uh, in that, totally in that sequence. You're not even good enough for the pedophiles. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's like a layer in that scene, and oh the guy's God. trying to get away and, and stuff. Then and then fucking Pedo comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's grumpy about it, so he. Tells him to kill his dad. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's. Uh, <laughs> Oof, yeah. Man, this is a dark movie. Yeah, Rossellini was in a dark place yeah. at this time, seemingly. Yeah. I mean, you know, he just <laughs> lost his kid, I guess. So, uh, should we cast it today? Let's sure. cast it today. Yeah, let's cast, yeah, yeah. It let's today. cast this thing today. Let's Speaking of today. dark film work, so Herning, I guess you cast like a. Somebody who's Kevin fine Spacey? with this. Oh, uh, good God. On the nose, dude. right? Yeah, I mean, we're going on the I nose. Mean, hey, the movie's we're going on the nose. That is wow. Hey, hey, Kevin, you want to get away from all this <laughs> exactly. kind of stuff? Let's well, let's have you play this part. After yeah. that YouTube video he put out, he might just he, fucking he embrace it. Yeah, yeah, embrace he might, it honestly. Yeah. yeah. Jesus fuck. Um uh, <laughs> Who's playing the kid? Macaulay Culkin. Today. 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 Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Like because of that scene where they're like, where they're like, he looks too young. Yeah, of course he's got He looks too young to be on this work detail. Because they specifically say he's 12 years old in yeah. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has to wear the lederhosen too. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. The short pants and the coat. Yeah, the little tiny short pants. Yeah. It's what makes it okay. It's what makes it okay is the fact that it's Macaulay Culkin now. Yep. Who's the dad we kill? So that would be uh, the older dad. Uh, hmm. I think we need an Academy Award winner for this Alan Arkin. Oh, I, I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. He's real old. He's he's always like in performances in which he's, he's like great. just laying down. Like dying. Dying. What, what no. about Jeremy Irons? Not bad. Yeah. A little too virile still. I think. Yeah. Is Jack Palance just, still alive? 
No. All right, he'd be perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack Palance is a marionette. <laughs> we weakened the Bernie's Jack Palance. Yeah, you assume yeah. Jack Palance. You just dub his voice into German. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm sure you could do a, a re- digital recreation like they put the fucking the Duke in the commercials. Yeah, but it's neorealism. You got to do like the actual body. Yeah. Mm. Who is? But, but neo-neorealism but, would be the opposite, right? So that would be like Avatar. We also, we also have to go back in time because Carl Hines, it's, Carl Hines. It's, it's, it has to be Keanu Reeves from like Point Break Days. <laughs> totally. Has to be. Has to be. That's like the rule. No. <laughs> no. No. Find out what regiment I was in. I'm Ted Theodore Logan. I'm <laughs> oh, Carl Hines. Yeah. Someone's got to go down. And we are one. All right, Eva. Just get off my back. Yeah. I need to take the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had one earlier. The yeah. sisters Hermione Granger. Yeah. And honestly, Carl, he, he kind of was on. Carl Hines in the River's Edge. Yeah, he was. If we're being honest yeah. with yeah, each other. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He was. That was a fine picture, by the way. You know, one of the many fine, uh, fine pictures by Keanu Reeves. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Are there any unfine Keanu's? So who's Eva? Oh, we, we casting for Eva? Yeah, who's Eva? Eva. That's good. Mm. That's Scarlett Johansson. Wait, which Scarjo? one's Eva? Eva's the cigarette girl. Oh, the sister. Yeah. The sister? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one. I, I guess, I guess somebody unremarkable. Mm, yeah. Hermione could be, Granger. Could be. Oh, yeah. The uh, Emily Blunt. That's true, too. Emily Blunt could do it. She's good, too. She's Very not Hermione Granger, though. Which? Emma Watson? That one. Emma yeah, Watson, yeah. yeah. Same difference. Uh, or um, any of the Emmas. Stone, yeah. Brittany Man, we Murphy. Got, we, Brittany Murphy's. What? We got some big names like doing bit parts in this movie now. <laughs> yeah, at this point, like, yeah, you know, they got a budget. Just, <laughs> hey, Keanu, you're not the lead. You're just, like, you're just like a side bit part. You're in a yeah. few scenes. Yeah, you're basically a punchline, Keanu. <laughs> you I cool think, that? I don't think this game works if we just name character actors that no That's one true. has heard. That's yeah. true. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Listenership yeah. would do. Yeah. Yeah. Also, wait. Also, this is this is him from Point Break days. I mean, that's yeah, you know, it's point. It's specifically yeah, Point Break. Specifically, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. KP. So, what part would would Point Break uh, Swayze play? Because I want him in this picture. Yeah, he should be. Oh, he could be Joe. The, he's no, Joe. he's the he's other Joe. guy in Pedo Hotel. So, oh, when he walks Dr. King. Uh, king. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, King Pedo. King Pito. He's got King some experience Pito? playing a Pito, though, yeah. right? Because he was a Pito in the in Donnie Darko. Oh, was he? oh yeah. he was. Yes. Wow. Indeed. Deep cut, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert for Donnie <laughs> Darko. <laughs> when we get back to the eighties, uh, Donnie Darko. I just forgot about that moment. Like, oh yeah, seen in a while. Yeah, it's, it's the, the whole Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the big balls <laughs> floating around. You know, the, you know the Harvey sequels? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the fireflies in that one scene. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of shit you shouldn't remember, okay. uh, let's talk about the sound of this movie. Oh, geez. Because it's Sounds the good. worst fucking sound I've ever goddamn heard. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, I sound thought, off, hold on, hold on, guys. Go uh, ahead, go ahead, Joe. Uh, this movie's ahead. a piece of shit, okay? I'm just going to say that Jeez. right now. Uh, okay, I'm sorry just okay. to say uh, that. Okay. Gonna sound off. He's going into Pesci mode, man. He's okay. 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 All right. I'm sorry. It's just 
the the combination of the dialogue editing, uh, the mixing, and the music makes this borderline unwatchable for me. I had to just watch it and focus on different things and and just kind of get it out of my mind because the music was. Uh, one of the most annoying things I've ever heard. Um, the, and the volume had to be super loud to hear the dialogue. So right. the music was even louder. Now, there was some nice moments. Okay, I'm going to point out some good stuff with the music. There was some nice flowing arpeggios and some quick ostinatos that would like... Well, that's a new one. Oh, ostinato. Can you tell us what an ostinato is? Because I, think, I don't know. Ostinato is like kind of like... the capital of Maine. It's kind of like a, it's a, it's a place in Poland. <laughs> I understand it as like a quick flourish of music, like a kind of mm. like a riff, but um, like a yeah. So it says a continue a continually <laughs> a repeated one. musical phrase or rhythm. So they had a, a few of them, kind yeah. of that would loop. Oh, I guess hmm. yeah, like when he was kind of up to no good, sort of thing. Mm. Bum bum bum. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Well, something like that. That's a repeated ostinato. That gets annoying. The constant over. building of tension. Yes. They would do that to the point of nauseam. And I yeah. really got pissed. And not only that, they did it in inappropriate scenes and they kept <laughs> it, it, just letting it go and go and go on top of dialogue scenes that were inappropriate for yeah. the moments. And it was like you're building tension when an old man is just simply talking to his son. Why are you building tension as if it's like They're the climate? Of the entire movie. Mm. It is really frustrating and annoying, and it bugs the shit out of me when it takes place in every goddamn scene. It's not it's not every scene, but it's almost every scene. The music yeah. really was an impediment it, to the movie. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. And you could tell that it was covering up also for some shitty acting. Mm. And I didn't want to get too much into this and bash it. emotion. But it was just trying to drive some of the emotion and the momentum and the pacing of scenes where the acting wasn't giving it to you. And yeah, sorry about that. You can't do that. You can't fake music like that. It just doesn't work. Well, you in fact, can, it, but... <laughs> it draws attention to it, and then it makes it even worse in my mind. Anyways. Um, well, on that, I mean, there were like such nothing moments that had these like hugely tense music behind it. Like, yeah. He's literally just kind of like prancing around on the fucking rocks and nothing's happening. And like, there's this intense music where you think someone's going to like kill him or yeah. he's going to fall or something's going to happen. swells that have no connection to the image whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. The, the, the whole thing kind of felt pasted together poorly. It was. And there was a bunch yeah. of shots towards the end where it felt very, uh, that was a great uh, example of this, where he was just walking. And there was like six or seven straight shots of him just walking for a good 10 seconds. And each one was scored like differently in different momentums and pacings and time signatures and and tempo, not just tempos, yeah. and and key signatures. And so it was minor. And then it was like building tension with slow. It was just awful. And then there was that, yeah, there was the the church Bit and it was too where, loud. Where I kept the saying organ, the, organ the organ was terribly was loud, insanely yeah, did, mixed. Wait, loud. did anything happen in the church? We just Nothing. saw a church and looked no. at it. Yeah. Bombed out church. A feller was playing the piano in it. He walks up to the church and then walks away. And then walks away. Wow. And then hard cut to a completely different <laughs> musical piece. Yeah, here's religion. Here's some symbolism. That's all. And then just move on. It was so. Yeah. It was cheap. I didn't like it. All right, let's move on to the dialogue editing because which is absolutely as awful as the music. Um, room tone, people. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot yeah, just put random lot. room tone and change and cut to another shot with another different room tone without having some sort of transition, okay? Transition is what we call crossfade in between one shot to another one. You do you fade. know how hard it was to add an extra track back then? They could do crossfades. Another fades. whole track of audio. Yeah, you're right. It's like a fucking piece of tape. 
It's he kind of self. Did he self produce this? You could totally crossfade back. Yeah. Then. yeah totally. <laughs> uh, either way, a modern version of this should not have this much yeah. noise problems. Okay, you can totally redo stuff like this. You can redo the sound. Any yeah. version of this should not be this horrible. Who, I don't think a lot of people want to were put really that love into this. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is not a this is this not is a well remembered or well loved film. It's, it's not something we want for the archives. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I dis, I don't this know. Is, see, that's where I might disagree. Actually. This is I think the, this is the only place Italian for that. Cinema. Well, yeah, true. I yeah. think the historical archives. It's interesting in that sense, looking at an Italian's perspective of what post war Germany looked like. But apart from that, it's not entertaining and horrible to watch. So that's why it should never be watched. But you can put it in an archive. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's continue with. So we're sorry for making all of you guys watch it. <laughs> yeah, sorry the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a good example though. Holy so, <laughs> okay, so the, the mixing is also really bad. Okay, mm. his dialogue, uh, Ed, Edmund's dialogue, is yeah. way too loud all the goddamn time. Everything mm. he says sounds Everything like he's shouting. shouting. Well, he's, he's the sh important character. It's so bad. <laughs> because not, on, not only is it annoying and flat Man, and makes sick. it makes your main protagonist lose all sense of depth and dynamic range, it makes him lose the relationships of other characters because it's a great way to change the momentum and pacing of each argument. In every conversation, someone is in control and it's a great way to change the volume between a protagonist and an antagonist, a protagonist, whatever, mm -hmm. and just adjust the volume a little bit to show who's in control. And they absolutely never did that. And there were some interesting moments at the end where Carl Heinz- Carl Heinz? Carl Heinz. Heinz. Thank you. We what? shouldn't have done it then. There. Carl Heinz. He was asking I was more. asking for it. <laughs> Carl Heinz. The point is that Carl Heinz was in control and he was kind of like Carl trying Heinz. to put his foot down and say, do this, do that. And he was- half the volume of fucking Edmund <laughs> and it lost all the power and sense of that scene and just yeah. the mixing loses a big performance thing so I, that that is a big deal to me and you have to mix with performance and the script and the relationship in mind so a lot of sound mixers out there are great with Pro Tools but they don't know shit about story and character and it's mm. extremely important that you understand that because volume plays a huge goddamn part in just saying this guy's louder than this guy that simple idea makes a huge difference Mm. So that bothered the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Let's move there on. There was a lot of clipping things. too on the, uh, like you noticed it too, on the organ that's getting played mm. up in the yeah. top of the, like it clipped really bad. The clipping, they, okay. So it is at least they're clipping tape. So it's not as bad as clipping nowadays, but mm -hmm. it's still unbearable. You got some forgiveness in analog. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what are you doing? Are you trying to painfully put an organ in our ears like an ice pick or right. are you trying to, I don't get it. Cause like, it could have been pretty. It could have been really beautiful if it were not for that. Yeah. You know? I don't think anything needed. I don't think it was beautiful. In, <laughs> nothing was supposed to be beautiful in yeah. this film. There was not a single yeah, thing. Yeah. But I don't think beauty. they clipped on purpose yeah i think there's a contrast no. they're trying to make i guess some sort of juxtaposition or contrast between the, the religious i don't even know what symbolism was there the beauty of the religions endures yeah and in, in throughout the rubble maybe what was the quality maybe. of the cut we watched really uh, no idea i think it was low. 1080 it was very low the quality of you mean the quality of the video like the, no, 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 no the, not the quality of the oh, file, but okay. like, you know, like, it, I wonder if there's a better cut of it out there. Yeah. Oh, Did some um, criteria in it or something? Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or, I mean, you know, you, I, I don't know. I'd be I almost interested to watch the other version of it that we had. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Did as well. Criterion. Do you guys want to watch this movie again? 
<laughs> it's the shorter version, right? So yeah, it's uh, the seventy-one version. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, want to say something? <laughs> the longest seventy goddamn eight minutes of my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. It wasn't that. It wasn't bad. that long, but well, I mean, it was really bad. Okay, it was bad. I'm sorry. I will say, I really, it was. I was not. Do you remember how much time there was where he was touching his face? Where he had, I had to watch a, a grown man basically molest a child for 30 minutes. <laughs> I just had to watch molestation for 30 minutes. That's it what was, he made me watch. Yeah. He's not he, wrong. Am I wrong? Mm. No. <laughs> that was a good quarter of the movie. It wasn't a quarter of the movie. It, it was, was just like, minutes. you know, it was, a, it was like the... Yeah, the movie was real bad. So, <laughs> so outside of it being just a generally bad movie and a ton of pedophilia, Sorry, uh, I did think that the camera work was decent. Yeah, um, I thought yeah. that it was very well shot, especially compared to the other movies that we've seen. In the this camera era. was the best actor in the it, film, it, without a doubt. Yeah, and the the camera was free, and it felt normal. It felt natural. It felt like today's sort of you know, solid camera work storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were not crazy wide shots and letting random blocking play out constantly. We were not crazy tight shots of extreme close-ups constantly. We were in like a lot of good medium shots and then POV shots that were like scanning of the rubble all around Berlin. Um, I thought it was like a good way that kept us with the character, but it was like a nice moving camera most of the time. The, the, I guess the biggest problem I had with the camera was in the scene where uh, Edmund was running around and he starts running up a, um, what you think is like a stairwell. Uh, it's but, like an unfinished stairwell. Yeah. Well, like a bombed out stairwell, but like the stairs are missing and it's just like very, very steep ramps, but you really only see that it's very steep ramps in like one shot. Like after you've seen this action for a while, like it just, it plays very weird until you see that like slightly wider shot to make things make sense. That was like the one time where like it, the camera just wasn't quite in the, it was just a little too tight for what was going on there. At least like I, I did want an establishing shot or something to show me how weird those stairs were that he was trying to go up. But other than that, I thought the camera in general was, was decent for what was going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, other than just it being a lot more mobile than everything we've seen, not too much noteworthy. Yeah. He did stay real mobile with it. Um, uh, there was a fact that was kind of interesting, uh, I guess, uh, uh, during the time when uh, he was doing this film and, uh, or at least in pre-production on it uh, in Berlin, uh, Billy Wilder was shooting a foreign affair there and uh, Wilder actually kind of satirized uh rosalini's film with a character that resembles edmund and then oh kind of in kind of trying to do it in a, a rosalini style mm. so the guy is known for having a style i think that i think that yeah that that blocking you, you can learn a lot from kind of the way he blocks some oneers in mm. this I agree. Um, I think that some of it is, uh, some of it will be done, we'll see like later with uh, specifically those things in which the frame is kind of set up for what is going to be the res- like the end of the frame, yeah, yeah, the character yeah. moving into it at the end. Uh, we're going to see that later a lot in like uh, Antonioni films and stuff. Um, but I think also that, that uh, a lot of his stuff... Um, uh, I, I felt like a lot of kind of Max Ophel's camera movement in it too, which is also a, a stay tuned because uh, we're mm-hmm. going to definitely watch uh, Earrings of Madame Day or something like that in the future. But um, where it 
it does keep, I, I like the camera movement because it keeps the momentum to it mm. in a sense. Yeah. Uh, it, it does. It keeps that going. Otherwise, I think it would be super Oh, God, if this movie boring. was just on sticks all the time, yeah. this, it would, there'd be nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was also good. It was, it was surveying how a kid might look at post-war Berlin. You know, mm. he's running around, yeah. constantly kind of scanning the, the ground. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things I'd point out is that, like, it is, uh, like, when we're outside, it's bright, sunny days. Like, it, yeah. it's not, like, yeah. dreary, overcast, like, downtrodden, but, like, everyone going about their business is like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, there was it's a, a moment, weird, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, there was, I thought there was moments where it was very dark, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I think that was just a, a sub, you know, a consequence of literally they couldn't get light in a certain situation. Like, yeah. like when they were, um, when they were trying to find Crystal at the end, when her, in her, in her oh, harem. night scenes, you mean? Were there supposed to be night scenes? There were a few night scenes. Yeah, there scenes. were a couple of night scenes. I didn't think that was a night scene. When no, not that one. No, 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 no. I just that thought they were just, like, kind of like, just in particularly dark. It just seemed very dark for me. At well, it, I think it's understood that she lives in a basement. So like that oh, was where he right. went to find I gotcha. her. The basement. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Either way. I, I, and then, I don't know. I thought that it was, um, it wasn't lit like it was a sad, moody movie. Yeah. You know, I just didn't yeah. feel that way. Almost anachronistically lit. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, to me, I didn't notice a lot of the camera movements, so I thought it was pretty smooth. So when I don't mm. notice stuff like that, I did notice a couple of times what you said, Derek, how it kind yeah. of like- Everything kind of like landed in frames nicely. Like, yeah. it, like when it was a two shot, the characters were kind of perfectly framed, and then they moved to the next two characters, and it was like perfectly framed. So I did notice there was some mastery there, but yeah. not it wasn't distracting. So I, I kind of like that. I only noticed specifically one time where I felt the camera movement wasn't motivated, and it was the 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 dinner scene. So it, we're on we're looking on like uh, we're we're on the table, kind of actually where the dad is. And we're point. The camera's pointed towards uh, Carl Heinz, hmm. and and uh, yeah. Heinz? and then it and then the the dad's talking, and then it just pans over without movement, without anything to oh, like yeah, move yeah. it. And he and the thing, the reason why it stands out is because usually what he'll do is he'll have like uh, somebody handing yeah, a plate, which he actually does in the same. He does that in the same scene. Mm -hmm. He just does it after that, but before that, he just he just pans over to to the kid who's kind of like looking down and it's so well, like the shot, like actually the lighting on him is a lot more yeah. interesting. Do you think that's intentional? Like just because everything else was so like plotted as far as the camera was concerned, it makes me think that like, that might be a move that it you do not. to say like, Hey, shit is shifting right now. Like could actually be. pay yeah. attention to this. This movement isn't supposed to be hidden. It could be. I, I mean, mean, that might be giving him way too much credit. But. It could be. It could also be perhaps that he also, you know, I mean, because he could just be behind camera over there and then they notice what the kid is doing Trinity. during go, the go, scene go, go, and go. say, yeah, <laughs> say pan over to that because it didn't feel like it was lit for him. Mm. It wasn't lit for the kid in that, like, because he's like kind of in shadow and, but it ends up being more interesting because, yeah, exactly. you know, it's the whole kind of thing of like, uh, you I mean, wanna, the kid was making the decision at that point yeah, to kill his father. Right. So like I can makes argue sense. that the lighting is right for that moment too. Correct. So yeah. 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 It makes sense. And, and, you know, it's that whole thing of like, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, when, so, when everything's lit perfectly, you just bump the light just a little bit because, because, totally. uh, that makes it more interesting. Is, yeah. 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 <laughs> the music sucked, something guys. there? <laughs> the music sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Music sucked. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, so watch it silently, clearly. 
And yeah, then just read better. the subtitles. Yeah, you're probably fine, actually. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe like Pink Floyd's The Wall or something lines up yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, we like yeah. some new score. Some like 78 some, minute record. Uh, oh, yeah, to get Joey, back, redo the score for this so we can. <laughs> oh my God. So, so riff tracks of Joey's score. This, this score, hold on, let me just make one quick analogy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if what, this is like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever see like a guitar player who's had like two lessons. They'll learn like uh, Smoke on the Water and Come As You Are by Nirvana. Yeah. Like, you know, they're two songs you always learn. This was like if a film composer took t- two months and was like, hey, I'm going to learn three different things and I'm going to repeat them over and over again and I'm mm. going to pretend that I'm a real composer because I'm just going to repeat them and it's going to sound like real composing and score, but it's not. It's just me repeating the same goddamn phrase over and over again, pretending like the tension is increasing, but in fact, it's all just a bunch of red herrings. You need a shepherd tone. It pissed me yeah. off. I'm sorry. As to um, say the least. To, yeah. to get back to the copy that we saw, it was a Blu-ray. It's uh, it's hard to find in a Blu-ray. Um, apparently, it's mostly more available here in DVD. So we um, watched the Blu-ray copy. We watched the yeah the actual superior copy. This is uh, high definition. So this is the, the best the one that, it gets. This <laughs> is the best it gets. This was uh, yeah. I guess it's only available in Spain, but it looks like it might be region free. So you might be able to watch it here too. Perhaps yeah, we <laughs> without a region free without a region free DVD player yeah. or Blu-ray player or whatever. Actually, you can do region free with Blu-rays, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just have to reset the. Reset the thing. Yeah. Everybody learned something just now. Mm. I just learned something. Yeah. Hack the planet. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of uh, Harmony Corinne kids vibes from this. Did you get any like... I don't oh, know yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harmony, did you ever see Kids, the movie Kids? Oh, no. I'm aware uh, of it. It's just yeah, kids it's running around in New York very, City. very, very bleak outlook mm. on what it's like to be a child in a, in a tough situation yeah, but yeah. it's very lord of the fliesy kind of like mm. this where you know it's just the kids and there's no one no supervision no nothing mm-hmm. they're out on their yeah. own and yeah. get into anyways yeah. it felt like a lot he stole a lot of that yeah. um well harmony corinne you know sticky fingers i don't get that everybody somebody, these days somebody will get it somebody out there will get actually it. he's sticky kind fingers. of email joey about it let him know i don't want to know yeah mm. He eats a lot of honey. That's it. He eats a lot of honey, so he has sticky fingers. Because yep. he doesn't That's, also agree with forks. Also, there. yes. Yeah. Yeah. All that was, the, right. uh, that was the, the moral of gummo. <laughs> Eat more honey, no forks. <laughs> so, Mr. Derek, what yeah. were the reviews like? Yeah, let's get into that. Oh, yes. Okay, so first, do you guys want to hear a positive review or a negative review? I want to hear a positive review. Yeah, I, need, so let's go. I need to cleanse my palate from let's Joey's scathing Let's go with review. that, and then we'll go back to- I haven't uh, given my review yet. Uh, tell me why this Oh, my goodness suck. gracious. No, you haven't. <laughs> okay, so so <laughs> this this might be within, I don't know, some of these might be dangerous to read out loud. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know. Um, Nothing that violates the Geneva Convention. Uh, correct. <laughs> well, I have to throw something. My um, favorite character, <clears throat> her heading. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, this should be nominated for best score. What? <laughs> so the. The Her one I'm going to read is... Coyote to the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Edmund's uh, Roadrunner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boiled again. The Nazism <laughs> description after the war. Uh, warning spoilers. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, this movie is a masterpiece. Hmm. Some other movie critics may tell you better what is neorealism's such things. I will not do it. 
Instead, <laughs> I will you. tell you why I liked so much this movie. Wait, uh, is this a native English speaker? I, I, I'm Does not sure. Not well, find out. I'm not getting that. I, I, Ira, no. Ira Dowell is the Ira or Irad AO, something like that. Oh, all right. So oh, no. maybe not. Uh, in a the radio? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> could be, could be a radio. Uh, radio. Someone radio. just heard this on a radio. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, the voice of Rossellini says, something must be done to change what these German kids think of life or else they will love nobody. The kid, ma- the kid main character has only seen terror and misery his whole life. Before the end of the war, his father tried to take his name uh, of the Fuhrer youth, uh, but the kid betrayed his father, saying that the document was false. He did it because all the society, including his teacher, Herr Inning, was pro-Nazism. The housekeeper, Herr Kenningard, says that it would be better the the kid's father die because he is sick. The father says he should die uh, because he is sick. <laughs> this is a book report. This is yeah, interesting. This is a book report. <laughs> well done. Is yeah. there a diorama with yeah. it? And tired of being I should have just read this for my story somewhere. I know. This is much better, yeah. Uh, <laughs> finally, <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> much better. Uh, this is uh, hence <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> and therefore uh, finally, that is why I think yeah, finally Germany used you again again it's a 10 out of 10 stars guys what do we expect uh, finally the teacher says that it would be better if the father died and so and starts preaching the same concepts that make made Nazism kill millions of people during the war I didn't get that. Did you guys get that? I, I get that. also, yeah, did not get did that. Did not get it's that. Just, okay. It's, it's, it's under yeah. there. I mean, he was, he was spouting some there. really hateful shit. Yeah. It's that's really true. possible some that little... there's a connection there. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, I guess having the courage to, to let the weeks, to let the yeah, weak die. Yeah. And like, yeah. Oh, it's very fascist. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't get overtly Nazi from it. I just kind of got creepy old dude. Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah it's, I, I it's, was. I think we were all a little hung up on the pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was absolutely. Wow. It was. Is my, it worse to be a pedo or a Nazi today? <laughs> oh, jeez. It was. It might makes uh, right is what he was trying to say, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly fascism. Yeah. yeah. Well, not exactly, but yeah. yeah. But it's not worse um, than pedos. Comes with it. That yeah. the that the young and healthy should. It, it's, it's it's the same, right? If you <laughs> that literally, it's the power dynamic of a pedophile, yeah, isn't true. it? Yeah, good they point. They can do whatever they want. Not entirely. Wait a weasel out of that one. That the that the young and healthy I, I, should eliminate the old and worthless. <laughs> the stronger must subdue the weaker. Mm. That's how nature works. Then the kid poisons his own father. That's, that's how what, nature works. That's what I found genial in this movie. <laughs> Whoa! Rosalini. Rosalini shows. Oh no! So he's saying Rosalini shows the perversity of Nazism. Let's uh, even after word? the war without any cannon or bullet fired without showing any concentration camp. Okay, that's kind of oh. deep. All right, that's that's not a bad. That's, a good that's thing. not a bad thing. It's actually uh, yeah. that's not a bad uh, opinion there. 
No. Uh, later, it, Edmund, but their opinion is allowed. Good take. Yeah, good take. Yeah. Good take. I, I think by the end, this book report. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a came around. What do you get? Much better. Yeah. I give it around. A minus <laughs> with a smiley face. I give it a B. Plus. In summary, the report on this movie was a very good report. <laughs> I did like the report, and it was and good. it was <laughs> really, 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 really. Really yeah. good. Also, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Later, Edmund shows to be just a child, running and playing as he did only what he has or what he was told to do. But now the teacher said he is a monster. He keeps playing and fooling around. But then when he realizes his suffering, he would have the burden of his life would be too heavy to carry. He kills himself. That's the time when I shivered and cried. Damn. He really identified he with little uh, Richie Cunningham. Then. Ooh, he and shivered cried. and cried. Mm. Shivered and cried. Zero out of one found this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and so it goes. Yeah, he had uh, a decent yeah, the one. The one okay yeah. historical. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's enough. So we should do a scathing one. This one's pretty yeah. short. It's yeah. two paragraphs. Okay. Go for it. Uh, here we go. This is from. Uh, Tango Tango Viudo. Tango Cash. Uh, Also, 18th March 2006. Uh, No Tango and Cash references in this, this actually. No. Uh, Zero for conduct. What now? Huh? Zero for conduct. I don't know if that's a zero for conduit uh, Um, uh, reference to like a. so that's a reference to a Jean Vigo film. Uh, I mean, wow. maybe this guy's a real film nerd. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a it's a thing. For it's the thing right. about it's the thing about. We'll watch it sometime. It's, oh, I don't want to give away what's okay, about. Okay, okay, they did that. Anyway, yeah, it's about it's about kids in like a yeah, it's about kids in a in a boarding school who take over the boarding school. That's basically the summarize. No, not school ties. This was like 1930 something. Yeah, it predated it a little bit. What did I tell you about talking? Mall yeah. soldiers. No more talking, Sean. Uh, Sean, Sean, Sean talks at the end. <laughs> Toy soldiers. You talk at the end of the John. <laughs> the film. It's going to be a wonderful podcast. <laughs> the film. Yeah, so far it's, it's great. It actually might uh, be better. Uh, this film was the first of a string of flops that never ended for Rossellini. After the in- international acclaim heaped on his first two neorealist films, Open City and Pazan. Uh, from here. He began his well-publicized affair with Ingrid Bergman, which we're going to talk about in a second, uh, that finished off his career in florid melodramas like Europa 51 and Voyage to Italy. Uh, Voyage to Italy is not too bad. I think I saw that. Maybe I didn't. Uh, I can't remember it, but I remember (laughs) the name. (laughs) I saw it on a flight to I remember hating it, so... uh, Anyway. uh, Okay, here's... Guys, this is in the review, so not my words. A darling of autistic, or rather, auturistic film scholars. Oh. Yeah, ouch. IMDb reviews, right? Uh, Rossellini made the odd choice of making a film in Berlin with a German cast all dubbed into Italian. Uh, Watching the film with English subtitles proved to be too distracting. Uh, what with three different uh, languages on the screen at once. I 
Yeah, he Russelini, just got a bad copy. He yeah, got a bad copy. We, we yeah. had the German guy. Yeah, because, yeah. It's not dumb. Russellini, no. uh, and this was what, well, this was 2006. May, this may have been oh, the only one available. Very well possible. Uh, Russellini once again proves he can work well with non-professionals, especially children. But his results <laughs> remind me. He's really good at working with children. Yeah. His results uh, remind me, again, no talking, of Oscar Wilde's <laughs> jibe at puppet shows. What an economy of means and what an economy of ends. Uh, that's a quote from mm. Oscar Wilde. Anyway, uh, the music is horribly goaded. Okay. I, like, you would agree with that, right? I assume I would if I knew yeah. what that meant. Music okay. goat-like. Mm, no, it's probably not that. Uh, goaded? I don't know what that G O A D E D. Like you goaded someone, like you go, yeah, like you prodded them. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, like you're watching a suspense thriller. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. In which, yeah, yeah, in which there are neither suspense nor thrills. And rather than tragic, the inth- the ending is simply unconvincing. Its very suddenness contributes to its pointlessness. Granted, watching more than an hour's worth of Berlin in ruins might make a viewer want to do the same. 12 out of 33 found this helpful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, I, I, after the movie was over, it's, you know, just kind of one of those movies where it's like, and then yeah. it just sort of ends. Do you notice yeah. that the, bo- the, like the body that they have, they kind of drop like a fake body? Yeah. yeah. The very yeah, last yeah. scene. That was a, like, it was... <laughs> It was almost as good as that transition to the hospital. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the half a second transition to yeah. a hospital and then away. Like yeah. lots of lots of crossfades that were yeah. really bothersome in this. Yeah. Like a really lot of crossfades. Cross Did notice that. One um, other thing I noticed about the uh, the death scene is that like the sister didn't really seem to care a lot. That wasn't <laughs> like, the sister. Or, oh, that wasn't. No, the woman that came upon him was just a stranger, just oh, a passerby. Okay. Yes, and then, yes, yeah, yes, and then yes. she just like sort of they all look like, like to me. waiting for the curtain to close, almost like yeah, sits yeah. frozen as the camera pans mm-hmm. yeah, up yeah, very yeah, dramatically. Yeah, she's just a random. That like makes that. a lot more sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't like that last shot. I thought that no. was too forced. The whole thing, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So anyway, right. Uh, this film came out in. 48, correct? 48, 48, 48? Yeah. Yeah. So in 1948, Rossellini received a letter from a famous foreign actress proposing a collaboration. Uh, Ingrid Bergman wrote him saying that uh, basically she saw Open City and Pazan did not say anything, anything at all about uh, seeing this film. So, <laughs> uh, she says if you need a sweet Swedish actress who speaks English very well, who has not forgotten her German who is very, not very understandable in French and who in Italian only knows Tiamo, I am ready to come and make a film with you. Um, yeah, so she knew how to say I love you in Italian and then two years later they got married. Yeah, that's really all you need, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I, I, I did notice there was like a lot of weirdness with languages in this movie though. Like yeah. there, uh, when the sister goes to the bar... There's like it transitions to French, a bit of French, yeah. and then and then there's that uh, English tour, mm. English, yeah. There's that English bit where they're doing a tour of of where Eva Braun and uh, yeah, the Americans, yeah, yeah. fella Hitler, yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy, yeah. That, that other one, <laughs> you got yeah. the dogs, yeah, uh, Eva Braun's husband, yeah, yeah. That toothbrush yeah. mustache fella that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Kmart chaplain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't with the Dunkin' Donuts guy for a second. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I no. like him. Sorry, Dunkin' Donuts. The Dunkin' Donuts guy? Donuts guy? 
time to make the donuts, that guy with the mustache? Different mustache. Yeah. I, all right, guys. Not a Hitler stash. Kind of. No. <laughs> it's, I mean, no, it was like a white <laughs> fucking, right. like, uh, uh, the Wisconsin only uh, the only Hitler stash. Speaking of you two, is uh, Chicago's own Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that commercial? Oh, yeah. The Haynes commercial. On How the did airplane? he pull that off? He's the only man who could pull it off. He didn't. I mean, like, I mean, he didn't really get too he, much. No, no, he, he didn't get uh, uh, you know chased out of town for it. But there were comments, and it didn't stay around any longer than that one commercial. I will tell you, like, uh, so, so, um, I was at a table the other day and they had photo, they have photos at, it's at Barney's Beanery. They have mm. like oh, famous okay. people, Fam- photos, famous people who died or something. Yeah. Or so, not, not even dead necessarily, oh, no, but I just famous pick people. Out the dead people in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so of course they have Trump on one of them and like somebody had X'd out his face, mm. you know, uh, in the, in the thing, there was also Chaplin there and somebody had started Xing that one out, probably thinking it was Hitler. Jesus. Kind of people or maybe are now they just unaware. Hate yeah, I, maybe I don't think they hate Chaplin. Really yeah. didn't like my <laughs> hardcore Buster and Keaton fans. Totally. <laughs> Harold Lloyd, man. Harold Lloyd or bust. <laughs> Fucking Stooges, man. Yeah. Oh, Lloyd God. gets no respect. <laughs> Fucking Harold Lloyd, no motherfuckers. Yeah. Harold okay. So speaking of old school stuff, I thought we could play a little game. Uh-oh. Let's uh, do a game where I could pretty much ask you guys. I'll give you a list of the category for the. Best motion picture, best director, best actor, best yeah. actress for a certain year this year okay. that the movie came out, 1948. And you guys can guess the winner and see who gets it. Okay. It's called Guess the Oscar Picks. For now. What? Oh, good delivery. <laughs> <laughs> right. How'd you come up with that name, Julia? <laughs> you, ever, you ever do that thing where you think something through about yeah. halfway? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like the for now part <laughs> at the end. That's my favorite you part. Really, for you now really if you want to. Right. Right. It's no. going to be, that's the name of it. Forever, forever. For now. For now. <laughs> what it is. It's going to be Oscar Biggs. Okay. So let's talk about best actress. Mm-hmm. We have. Barbara Stanwyck for Sorry Wrong Number, mm-hmm. Irene Dunn, I Remember Mama, Olivia de Havilland, The Snake Pit, Ingrid Bergman as Joan of Arc in Joan of Arc, uh, or Jane Weinman uh, in Johnny Belinda. Did your tone give it away, or is that a red herring? Uh, maybe it did. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was who doing was the, the Ingrid Bergman first thing was just because it was Ingrid Bergman. Because we yeah. just who, the name you know. Who was the, who was the <laughs> no, first I, one again? I know. Uh, I know Barbara Stanwyck. Uh, mm. Barbara Stanwyck was the first one. Irene Dunn, Olivia Davlin, Ingrid Berman, Jane uh, Wyman. I'm going Stanwyck. I'm going to go Jane Wyman. Okay. Mm. What was the one you hit really hard? Ingrid Berman. I'll take that. All right. The answer is Jane Wyman. Mm. That was my gut. You can't yeah. see it, but my arms are raised above Jane my Jane Wyman. Yes. Wyman. I'm yes. pointing to the sky. Right. Fingers skyward. Tim gets a point. Best actor. Here we go. We have Clifton Webb Monk, uh, for Sitting Pretty. Montgomery Cliff, The Search. Dan Daly, When My Baby Smiles at Me, uh, Lou Ayers in Johnny Belinda, Lawrence Olivier, Hamlet. Lawrence, I'm going. Blackface Hamlet, dude? I'm going Lawrence that's at the time. That's not Hamlet. That's, a, that's Othello, isn't it? That's oh, is that Othello? Othello. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, Othello. That's yeah. Othello. That's Othello. That's Othello. Othello. Yeah, Hamlet was da- Hamlet Danish. Dan <laughs> Daly? Was it? What's Who's that? the deli fella? Dan Daly. Dan Daly. When My Baby Smiles at Gonna me. Gonna go Dan Daly here. I'm going to go with a little baby piggy. 
What's that? I beg your pardon? <laughs> the Hamlet. Oh. <laughs> then you said the same thing. The answer <laughs> is Laurence Olivier, sir. Yeah, Lawrence so Olivier. we both get a point. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, right, so it's bitch. all tied up, really. It's tied up. All right, best director. We have uh, Laurence Olivier for Hamlet, Anatoly Litvak, The Snake Pit, John Houston, Treasurer of the Sierra Madre, Jean Negulesco, Johnny Belinda, sorry if I fucked that name up, Fred Zinneman, The Search. Fred Zinneman, Jean Negulesco, Laurence Olivier, Anatoly Litvak, or John Houston? Sierra Madre. Um, John Houston, yes. I'm, I'm actually going Laurence Olivier. The answer is... Not John Houston. Is John Houston. Damn. Oh. Damn. All right. I, I guess we got to do one, one more. Yeah. Like, best picture. Here okay. we go. It's funny because the same fucking movies. Give me Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Uh, that's one. Treasure of the Sierra Madre is a nominee. The Snake Pit or Red Shoes. The Red Shoes. The Red Shoes. Or David Duchovny. Underappreciated in its time. <laughs> Johnny Belinda or Hamlet. Hamlet, Johnny Belinda, The Red Shoes, The Snake Pit, or The Treasure of Sierra Madre. I'm going long shot. Snake Pit. There you go. <laughs> this is for the win. I'll just say that. Yeah. The Red Shoes, Sierra Madre. The answer means no one wins because it's Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome game, Joe. I love yeah. this game. So yeah. we'll, we'll tweak it. The red yeah. shoes. Uh, uh, Scorsese liked that picture you see. Yeah. A fan of the, the, the red shoes. He's a, he's a fan of red Additionally, shoes. Additionally, uh, if you'll. Likes if you'll, red shoes? Yeah. You know the red shoe play, conspiracy play thing? Uh, big part? The red shoe conspiracy thing? The red shoe conspiracy thing, no. Yeah, it's like a whole pedo gate thing. Pedo Gate. Yeah. Real hair headed. I'm already bored. (laughs) Shouldn't we rate this movie? We should. We should indeed rate this movie. And by this movie, I mean not Hamlet. (laughs) So, Mark Scorsese is apparently Rossellini's posthumous ex son in law, which I have no idea what that means. Uh, he married the daughter after the guy yeah. died and then divorced he her. He married Isabella Rossellini. Posthumous ex-son-in-law. That's some real... That's a right? clever term Father's, phrase. brother's, exactly. cousin's, former high school roommate. So what does show. that make us? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. nothing. So Ingrid Bergman and and him and Rossellini had a kid, Isabella Rossellini, very famous actress. And uh, she must have married a bunch of people, including Scorsese, I think. Interesting. Why did she have to marry a bunch of people? Well, well, I'm just saying, she, like that, she did. I just <laughs> still marry more. She could still marry more. Yeah, yeah, yeah she didn't fall far from the tree. She, fa- she okay, let's see. She's uh, Scorsese, Jonathan <laughs> Weideman, I don't know him. In the uh, future, but, yeah. but David Lynch and Gary Oldman. David wow, Lynch. Gary she's Oldman. She's a freak. Wait, what's wrong with it? Why? Because she's going out with David Lynch? If she's into David Lynch, man, that's like... Only for five years. Only for five years. Only for five years. Only when they work together a lot. They work together a lot. That's a lot of time at Jumbo's clown room, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so many things to ask you in this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. There's going to be a podcast in and of itself of you yeah. explaining that to me. No, 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 no. There will be no listeners for that podcast. Yeah. We'll burn that podcast. There will be one listener, listener and I'll be in 10. <laughs> Let's okay. rate this thing. Who wants to go first? And it's Sean. Uh, four stars. Out of? Out of 10. Oh. Four stars out of 10? Mm-hmm. Care to expand upon it? Not really. I mean, like I said, it's kind of a below ter- yeah, average. It's, def- it's definitely below average. It's not something I would ever want to watch again. But there is some c- cinematographic um, uh, lessons to be learned. Um, there is some redemption there. It's not a horrible movie. Um, it you know it tries to do something and it kind of accomplishes that thing. And it's you know to 
especially like working with non-actors, I thought it was fairly decent performances. But beyond that, I just think the, you know, the filmmaking craftsmanship is at least enough to not, you know, completely bury it. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Joey. Okay. Um, I think that does have some redeeming historical qualities. It does let you see honest footage of honest Berlin. It's what it did look like. So it's kind of interesting in that sense. So as I said earlier, I think it belongs in an archive. With that being said. A burning archive. Um, <laughs> it is not enjoyable to watch. Uh, the music does make it very distracting yeah. and annoying. Dialogue is difficult to understand sometimes and is very difficult with the noise. Uh, I don't think the acting was good. I think the kid was okay as far as a child actor. He was good for a child. The rest of it was pretty bad and forced. And I didn't enjoy, I thought the expressions were pretty like wooden, honestly. A lot of wooden performances from a lot of people. People just kind of reciting dialogue. It felt like they were fed to them. Uh, I didn't feel any of emotions or any connection to any character. And it was... Maybe that was the point, but it did left me feeling completely empty and horrible at the end of this film. So yeah, if you want to feel, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I should point out that, yeah, I, I, the acting was good for, so, you know, good for non-actors, yeah, for pulling a random yeah. kid off the street. Mm, yeah, it's a right. decent performance. For but sure. yeah, for no, like, no, honestly, the kid is the best part. Right, right. Uh, he, he literally might be a good actor in, in, in later in life. The he, next one, uh, But the other ones are not very good. Anyways, I will rate this a four out of 10. Uh, it is not enjoyable. Uh, don't watch it. But <laughs> maybe you can look at a few clips to see how horrible it looked in post-world, excuse me, post-war Berlin. And it yeah. is important historically. Uh, you know, I, I always honestly like to study. One of my things about history was anti-Americanism in Europe. Was the study of mm -hmm. how uh, Italians and and you know Ukrainians and Eastern Europeans would view America through their filmmaking. And I loved watching Italian westerns for that reason, and all different sorts sorts of movies like this. So I think it has a lot of value in looking at what one big famous Italian director Rossellini viewed towards post-war Germany and how we should treat the next generation of Germans. And that actually is historically extremely significant and interesting. And you know what? I think there's other ways to learn that and understand that idea without torturing yourself watching this movie. <laughs> So, yeah, there's probably better movies that give you the same. But again, mm. so I will still say it's historically significant and a good movie in that sense. It deserves to exist. Shouldn't be burned. It should <laughs> cool. not be burned. Tim. It's an, it's an Eli Roth picture, and I say mm. that as a denigration to the yeah. film. Mm. Uh, it just, it, it goes, it goes so hard into the, into the, the fetishization of desperation. Mm. Um, but uh, to piggyback off of what Joe, Joey was saying, uh, it, it, it is an interesting examination of the guilt that the society felt and the, and the, the hopelessness of it and the, uh, the, the dissolution of society and poverty. Um, you know, so th th there are interesting facets to this film that said it, it really doesn't play through on that so much, you know, it comes out just as, as so much more operatic than, than something like this should be. Uh, and I music? think that, I think in general, in yeah. general. Yeah. And the music certainly doesn't help. Yeah. Um, you know, right. We yeah. should try to feel a connection somehow and mm -hmm. feel a loss or somehow. Yeah. And we just don't have that feeling. There's just nothing no. there. Yeah. Yeah. You just watch mm -hmm. a kid kill himself and you're like, 
Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> kind of saw that. Just like that was end day. Yeah, Movie's exactly. over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give a five out of 12. Mm. It's below the average. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with Sean about the thing that there's some some aspects to take from the way it's shot. Um, I think that uh, we see better better dealing with non-actors in like even like a man escape like we watched in which all those people were non-actors. Um, but uh, but um, so I pretty much just watch it for the camera. <laughs> is is pretty much honestly that don't, in the blog don't, don't watch it don't watch it i mean yeah or don't watch it actually it's yeah, not yeah, yeah because there's actually I've seen there's it better twice movies now. to watch but I, I, if you are yeah. if you are if you're in a situation you where really, someone forces really you to watch this want to watch it if yeah if you're trapped like if you're on a plane and the if only it's clockwork orange and your eyes yeah. are strapped open yeah no if you're just on a plane and the only movie that is available <laughs> on the in-flight entertainment is what Germany. What plane is no, that? I, I'm saying if, big if. Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah, the only one available, available behind is Germany Year Zero. Just, just close your eyes and fall asleep. <laughs> just wow. close your eyes actually, and fall asleep. I think that's what I did for the most. Yeah. 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 First yeah. Time you won't be able to ago. with all the horrible ostinatos <laughs> constantly banging in yeah. your ears. Too many ostinatos. Were there glissandos? There were some, yeah. There yeah. Some. And there was an overuse of them in the wrong times. <laughs> Joey, what's a glissando? Yeah. Glissando is a, gra- a gradual increase, generally, of pitch. Okay, cool. Meaning the note gets higher itself, the frequency. So, mm-hmm. the weekly glissando update. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and defining. Yep. What you all came here for, really. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this average podcast. And thank you for, yeah, you know. More entertaining than the movie we watched, I would say. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you, if you watched uh, this film in addition to listening to this podcast, holy cow! <laughs> really good you're, job. You're, yeah, you're a true. You fan. deserve an award. I agree. Yeah. So but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check out all the shows on the podcast network. We got uh, Paula Tinkering, Literary, yeah. Literary, Text Before Calling, Going Down to South Park, and then this glorious bastard. There is here. more of this. Yeah. Available for you from Podcast Studios. And there's more to come, people. We're gonna and be, more to come. We're gonna be ramping it up. We'll tweak it. We'll improve. We'll get What are we better. doing next week? Do you know? We do know. We will be doing Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay. A James pick? Stewart yeah. picture. Yeah. Another Jimmy yeah. Stewart. It is There's what I no watch. such thing as too much Jimmy Stewart. Not really. I actually kind of like, you guys want to, like, as a palate cleanser, you want to stay up until... <laughs> I, could, I could. Until the fucking sun comes I up? Could. I could. Absolutely not. Hang, hang out with Jimmy Stewart all day? No. <laughs>